Hello, bonjour, and welcome to the... Criticast! Hey, Prince Fool. Exactly, we're April the 1st, and today we're up for a podcast switcheroo. If you're not familiar with the concept, it refers to the comic strip switcheroo, which was a massive practical joke in which several comic strip writers and artists, without the foreknowledge of their editors, traded strips for a day on April Fool's Day 1997. So... That's what we're replicating today, transposed to podcasts. And I'll leave you with Corina and Casey from the Critocast podcast in an instant. But don't forget, if you like what you'll be hearing, check out the link to their feed and social media in the episode notes. And ladies, the scene is yours. Okay, so here's a weird thing. I don't quite 100% get it. Okay. But the word for manatee comes from a Carib word, manti. Are we talking about manatees? <laughs> you didn't give me time to prepare the most perfect sound bite. What's the most perfect sound bite? It's time to sing a silly song with Larry. Barbara, manatee, manatee, manatee. You are the one for me, one for me, one for me. I'll take you to the mall, to the mall, to the mall. I hope you're not too tall. I've entered an alternate dimension. Oh <laughs> it's because you didn't watch VeggieTales growing up. You don't no. even know what's up. Wow, that was really, that was really loud. I have to mess with that in post. Um, I'm psyched. Yeah. I don't even remember what your intro fact was. <laughs> that's because I didn't finish it. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I think we'll just... We'll, I'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Let's, let's introduce everyone and welcome them to Criticast. <laughs> This is the Critter Cast Podcast. Oh my god. Are you excited? <laughs> I love manatees. I know. They're my favorite. Me too. But like, so you cool. a cheater. Because we are not supposed to do mammals so many times in a row. Okay, I know. But here's the thing. We haven't done a water creature for quite a while. The last water creature we did was axolotls. And they were like episode 24, 25. So... It's it's time for another water creature. Fair, but this is the third mammal in a row that we have done. Yeah, but it doesn't count <laughs> the same. It doesn't <laughs> count if it's like, you no. know, it is what it is. Uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's well, I guess let's introduce ourselves more properly before we really get into the fun stuff. Clearly we we are an animal podcast as you heard our lovely theme song, We Are Crittercast. I am co-host Karina. I'm Cassie, other co-host. Yes, thank you for <laughs> letting people know. I think if they heard my voice and they they were unsure of what I was doing on this podcast with you right now. Well, you could have been a guest. It's important. You could have been a guest. Okay. I am co-host Cassie. <laughs> wow, I hate that. That makes it sound like we're on a cruise ship. But we are. Well, it is a, it's a journey. Only. We are <laughs> on a journey. It's a journey. A journey into the wacky, weird, wonderful world of critters. Absolutely. So every we produce episodes every two weeks, mm -hmm. every other week, and every other week we pick a new critter to learn about. Sometimes they're animals we know a lot about. Last week we did our kittens part two episode, kittens we know a lot about. Sometimes they're animals that, you know, we see on the internet and we wonder what's really on, like what's going on there, like with pangolins recently. Yes, and sometimes they're critters that lay somewhere in the spectrum yeah. where like I love manatees. Do yeah. I remember anything I learned about them in elementary school? I guess we're going to find out. Okay, seriously, I had to double check to make sure they really were mammals because I was like, I think so, 
But also, let me just double check here. That that I was really confident about. Yeah. But no, you were right. But like fair. Yeah. That they are they're weird little beasties. Right? And we call them sea cows, but yep. you're like clearly they're not bovines. They are not bovines. Do you know in fact what their closest living relatives are? Besides other types of manatees. I mean And dugongs. Yeah, which are basically just fancy Filipino manatees. Yes. Yeah. Uh it's it's so trick. It's such. A, this is such a trick is question. It, is it a marine? Mammal? No. Okay. See, because I was like, I was thinking of no. all the things that they could be that are marine. It's totally not a marine animal. But it's a mammal. It is a mammal. Right. They have and to be close to mammals. And it kind of makes sense once you. Well, one of them makes sense. So they have two closest relatives. Okay. One of them I can kind of see. It's an elephant. Okay. Right. Okay. They kind of look similar-ish. Right. They have like, like similarly tough skin. And right. Mm-hmm. Not really a lot else going on there. Uh, I, another thing that that I found out while I was researching was that, like elephants, you know, even though manatees look pretty ungainly and clumsy, they actually are capable of moving really gracefully and quickly when that necessary. Right, right. And you know, same for elephants, right? Yeah. Um, I feel that way about whales too. Oh yeah, they totally. like look like big, and you think of them as yeah. like blubbery, but like those things. They are they built for okay. the environment that they live in. Yes, exactly. Unlike humans. Right. <laughs> well, because we Accurate. have really branched out. From yes. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. Yes. Manatees have been all over the fucking place. Yes, but they're, they're still living in the water. Now. Yeah, yeah we'll, uh. we'll get there. Uh. Bookmark that one. We'll okay. come back to that. Who is okay. the, is, are are yes. humans the other closest? No. Okay, I was going to be like, that's Honestly, weird, but like... it's such a setup question because there's literally no way that I think you could guess. Okay, what is it? It's a hyrax. What's a hyrax? That's an excellent question <laughs> and one did that I Google asked it? myself as well. <laughs> I did. A hyrax is basically like this overgrown version of like a guinea pig only with a squirrely face they're not that big they're like about the size of a roux okay and they're small for furry mammals for anybody that's joining us and this is your first episode roux is our four pound chihuahua yep so yeah. like really not that much bigger than a guinea pig nope so that's that's <laughs> Some guinea pigs are as big elephants and this little guinea pig squirrely thing okay are their closest living I feel relatives like you would hate that did you hate it oh when i you hated it, up? it. Yes, it was it was a little cuter than squirrels, but I was looking at its face and I was like, I don't trust you for some reason. And then I realized it was because they look like, yeah, Google it. They look yeah, like I'm squirrels. Google. I mean, straight up. Whenever Cassie brings me a fact and I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Oh, it's bringing me to a band. <laughs> a yeah, band you have to type in Hyrax Animal. <laughs> they, they are less, less hardcore than I thought they were. Well, they look less hardcore. I haven't researched them. Oh, enough, so it's also because awesome. I spelled it wrong. For those of you who are wanting to Google it, it's H-Y-R-A-X. Yes, it is. And there's no I. No. Okay. Okay. Right? See, I uh, think it, it looks kind of, um, what's the, deek deek. Looks kind of like a deer okay. in the face. I guess I can see that. Yeah. That makes more sense to me that it would be related to manatees if it was closely, more oh, closely related to Oh, this one's got little deek. fangs. That's creepy. Right there? That's the only one that shows up like that. They're a little odd. Yeah. They're like a little meerkatty, but like too fat. Like a prairie dog and a meerkat combined. Or like a squirrel and a guinea pig. I think I see a lot of prairie dog meerkat going on. Either way, do you see a lot of manatee in it? No, I don't. I certainly don't. (laughs) But when I think about it, I also don't see a lot of elephant in a manatee either. Like the color. Yeah, but. That's about it. Also, like. 
what's a whole thing with genetics? It's like a whole thing. We could do literally an entire, like, multi-year podcast producing episodes every day, and we still would never run out of material. We would never even scrape. I mean, we're scraping the surface, but it's like the top, 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 top layer of the surface. Yeah, like all those diagrams where, like, the iceberg, you think that's a lot, and then you realize how much of it is underwater. Yeah. And by the way, that's how much we know because we are not experts. Oh, never, never do we claim to be experts. No, we are we, just interested. We are a critter podcast for fellow animal lovers like us who want to know the fun facts and yeah. the basics, but like don't yeah. really care to get too in depth. Right, right. We only have like 45 minutes to an hour with you guys once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. There, there's just no way. <laughs> nope, nope. But you know what? There is a great group of animal-related podcasts out there. So if you're just totally not getting enough from listening to yeah. us every week, if Absolutely. you've caught up with all of our episodes and you've um, you've donated through Patreon. All 32 so have, of our episodes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, you know it. <laughs> and you, you donate through Patreon, so you have access to all of that material, and you're like, it's just not enough. Well, guess what? There's some other awesome animal-related podcasts. Yeah. Some of our favorites are Varmints, Fish Nerds. Strange Creatures. Strange Creatures. Yep. Strange Animals? Strange Creatures. Strange Creatures. Yeah. And uh, Keeper Chat. Yeah. And these are podcasts that they don't quite do exactly what we do, um, but a lot of them bring in, like, experts. Yeah. And they're talking yeah, about, like, like, real experts. Right? People that, like, actually know what they're talking Whoa. about. So you can get a whole variety of different animal yeah. podcasts. But for us, we're really, we're just having a conversation. We sit on our couch. Our dogs interrupt us. It's a great time. Come we, hang out. <laughs> we hope you, <laughs> you're here for it. And, uh, you know, if you love us so much this episode, come visit us at the NorCal Reptile Expo, That's May right. 18th and 19th. Uh, at the Alameda County Fairgrounds yep. in Pleasanton. Absolutely. We're so excited. We're working on putting together like outreach and education materials. Yeah. We're, we're getting all of our merch in order. So we have a sign. Yes. A banner. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. It's going to yeah. be really professional. And we'll exciting. be talking reptiles then. So now yeah. we talk manatees. Yes. Yeah. So manatees, you want to know a little bit more about them? Tell me everything. I'm so glad because... All the things. I have researched, but I tried to keep a pretty concise research. I I am proud of you. Thank you. I'll find out how (laughs) concise is Cassie concise. We'll see. Okay. (laughs) So first of all, they are mammals. Yes. They're herbivores. Yes. Their uh, scientific name is Trichetius. Trichetius? Trichetius. Sure. Okay. Trichetius. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I, I We do our best. Erica, help us. <laughs> uh, their average lifespan in the wild is 40 years. I'm not at all surprised by that. M- you know, it's, again, kind of like they're, whales. They're where you make sense with the elephants, though. Yes. Like, Accurate. they are large, long-lived mammals. Yep. Does not surprise me. Nope. Their size, they range at full size um, from about 8 to 13 feet. Mm-hmm. They weigh between 400 to 1,300 pounds. There's a couple of different species and subspecies. Yeah. So that's where you're getting the variety. Yeah. Um, so just the term manatee right now refers to, we have unfortunately lost several uh, species and subspecies of manatees. So right now the term manatee refers to any of three species mm-hmm. of a, this large, slow, aquatic mammal that is slow, found. but not that slow. Not that, not that slow. Not that fast. 
on average, they move around five miles an hour. Speedy when they need to be. Yes, they can go up to 15 miles an hour in the water. When like they if they to. really got to. Yeah, they got to feel book it. it. I feel it. They're like, I'm running late for that meeting. I mean, I still <laughs> got to grab coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. So they hang out mostly in the tropical and subtropical Atlantic coasts mm-hmm. and associated inland waters, yeah. including watersheds of the Amazon and Nig- Niger Niger River. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the three species mm-hmm. are the Amazonian manatee, mm-hmm. which lives in the Amazon. Yeah. Wow. Like Wonder Woman. You're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there is also the African manatee. D- perhaps they live in Africa. <gasps> You're really good at this. Have you studied manatees before? I have actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I adopted sense. a manatee in third grade. Aw, that's so sweet. We should adopt a manatee. I named her Barbara. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i quit i'm moving out <laughs> and then the last one is the west indian manatee which is also known as the florida or the american manatee which doesn't make as much sense there right does it nope because we're are we talking like incorrect usage of the word indian that is an and i believe west indian mm, yeah gotcha I'm pretty sure that's what's going on there got it yeah cool there are members of the order sirenia Cool. Mm-hmm. Because, like, sirens, mermaids, manatees. From mythology. Yeah. 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 Manatees, siren, mermaids, the same thing. It's the same thing. They are. Just pop a wig on a manatee and you got yourself a mermaid. <laughs> half fish, half mammal. That's right. It's fine. Liter- Whoa. <laughs> Shit. That makes so much more sense now. Well, there is, there's a lot of, like, urban legends of how manatees were often, yeah. like, that's what people saw when they thought they were seeing uh mermaids totally (laughs) which is funny because i've never seen a woman that looked like a manatee (laughs) i mean maybe they've changed a little bit since then but i doubt they've changed quite that much my assumption is somebody was just real desperate to see a really pretty woman or real drunk so much rum i know all the rum (laughs) (laughs) okay so they're more commonly referred to as sea cows yeah. Yep. Which is funny because for me, I thought that manatee was more common and that sea cow was like a fun fact I learned. Yeah. But I think it's a regional thing. I think so too. And I, it was really interesting when I was doing research because even in very credible places, yeah. half of the time they'd be called manatees. And then on other very credible websites, yeah. they'd be called sea cows. I think a lot of times in areas where they are actually seen and where they live, they're called sea cows. That makes sense. And like, we're from a place where we, we don't see them here. No. Sad. So we can't call them sea cows because we don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the puns are back. Oh yeah. We're on a roll today. So the order Sirenia or all sea cows, that's what refers to all manatees and dugongs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, manatees are a dull gray. Or black in color. Yeah. they The three manatee species all have stout tapered bodies that end in a flat rounded tail that's used for forward propulsion. Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bam. <laughs> and that's the main thing that's different between manatees and dugongs is yeah. that dugong's tail is shaped differently mm-hmm. and their, their snout is shaped a little differently too. They just have a little more shape to them. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, a little. 
not very not much. much. <laughs> no, they look very similar. Like if you yep. were to see a dugong, you would probably say, oh, a manatee. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you were like up close and personal. Right. And, and like had seen a lot of manatees. Knew where it was because dugongs are usually in different places. Than yeah, but are. like. If you're at a zoo or something. Or you're just, a little. you just don't know what's up, <laughs> which is most which, people. Why haven't you listened to this episode of CritterCast? <laughs> Congratulations on educating yourself. That's right. Oh, you're so smart. Our listeners are the smartest, I think. They are. It's yep. true. Yep. And the most handsome and or beautiful and or magnificent. Sure. Yes. Uh, manatees. They have large, strong tails that power their swimming. Like I was saying earlier, they usually swim about five miles an hour, but they can get up to a, a burst of speed of about 15 I mean, when we, you know, we, we think when we think about like fast animals, you know, everyone thinks cheetahs and they can go up to 60 miles an hour when they're sprinting. And like, that's insane. Yeah, that is insane. Humans yeah. cannot run no. 15 miles an hour. Never, ever. 15 miles an hour. I couldn't. Is there anybody that could? I think some people can run like a five minute mile. Or yeah. Like a three and a half minute mile. Three and a half. I don't know, that's man. That's insane. I don't follow track like, and field. I, <laughs> I don't think that's possible. That means you have to run a single lap in under a minute. Wait, let's Google like it. Like three and a half. That's crazy. That's That seems crazy. But, and you couldn't keep that up. Like, that's a sprint to do one mile. But to do 15 miles? Yeah. Like, at that speed? That'd be crazy. That would be very crazy. Well, just because I was... 28 so- miles an hour. Is the fastest a human has ever run. Oof. Did oh. they actually have to run for a whole hour, though? It was Usain Bolt. <laughs> oh, that's because... It was a 100-meter sprint. Okay, but that doesn't even count because you didn't so have to is, run a whole yeah. mile. No, so it's, like, <laughs> it's totally in theory. Well, yeah, but it's like cheetahs where, like, they could never run for 60 miles at that speed. Cheetos? Cheetos. No, Cheetos couldn't Stop run very it. fast at all. I just want a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I said Cheetos. No, you said Cheetos. I did not. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna be listening and right now is the moment that I'm going back. I'm and, rewinding. And now you're gonna change it. So you really did say Cheetos. It'll you'll just hear Cheetos. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's in your brain. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I think that's still very fast. Yes. Especially to swim that fast. Right? Gotta work through the water yeah. with your thirteen hundred pounds. Yes. That's a lot. That's a lot to maneuver. Yeah. Yeah. So the other the subspecies live in all sorts of different lagoons, estuaries, and rivers. They live in eastern Mexico, down the Central American coast, across North South America, the Greater Antilles, and the islands of the Caribbean. All the places. All the places. So here's some, like, that's just, like, the basic background factual information. For the most part, they're pretty general mammals. Like, yeah. I looked into... How do they have babies? They have babies like most mammals have babies. Live birth. Yep. Live birth. Yep. And very similar to whales. Like the, the babies are born underwater. The moms have to pop them up into the, the air so that they can breathe. Yeah. Um, they have babies about every two and a half to five years. Mm-hmm. The moms are basically the sole caretaker. Yeah. So. And like other aquatic mammals, they have blowholes. Yes. I have no idea. Oh, no. Oh, Did no. Look at, look at your pictures. Look at the photos you have prepared. Wait. Because dolphins, well, whales, they, they all have, have blowholes. It would make sense. 
Oh, no. They don't. What? Whoa. Okay. So they have, oh, more like hippos. They have to lift their, their nostrils above the water. Well, that seems stupid, though, because hippos, like, are, you think, I guess, well, no, I guess hippos are aquatic mammals. Yeah. You just, like, I think of them more like, I don't know why I always. Well, because they don't live their entire life in water. Right. Not like they a manatee. Like, manatees don't have legs. Right. They can't, they're right. not no, walking they around. Mm-hmm. Like. Nope. They can they could do a walrus thing for a little bit if they like need to get out of the water. They, they could. could be like <laughs> <laughs> you know. They could I don't think they'd well and they could breathe. That they could way. look they like Karina trying to do move. the worm at a wedding. Is this a thing that has video documentation? No, thank God. I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Before everybody had video phones, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. I would have so many more embarrassing Ew. moments. Poor kids who are alive as children now <laughs> all those moments are rest just in be peace your privacy yeah <laughs> yep so here's I, I wanted to get straight into the juicy bits okay so i i just did some research on the like the weird the stuff weird stuff the wacky stuff manatees do the weird stuff well yeah they do the weird stuff <laughs> all right so they're water dwellers now but they weren't always they have evolved from animals that wandered the land. I mean, like amphibians? <laughs> no, like big giant mammals. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like whales. Whales evolved from <laughs> land whales. <laughs> yes. And yeah. And then went, well, because they started out, I mean, all life started out in the water. Yeah. But then they got out of the water. Oh, see, that's, and that's then they what went I back was, in. That's what I was thinking of with the yeah. amphibians thing. I always think of this series of like faux nature documentaries right. that I watched in seventh grade with right. Mrs. Hansen's life science class. Um, we we spent a lot of time watching movies. I think that's why I like that class so much. That was what we also learned Fair. about snails. Best thing ever. Um, where they would do just do like CGI recreations of like what oh. dinosaurs would have looked like on earth, what the first mammals right. looked like right. where like you really feel like you're watching a nature documentary, except definitely there were no cameras then. Um, and so I always think of, like, well, there's like a, a pretty graphic sex scene of like Whoa. little frog leg, like, like little amphibian, but like legged, you know, those creatures that first walked on land. Oh, okay. Where they, they look kind of like tadpoles. But, like, they're way bigger than that. I'm kind of trying to visualize this, but also I'm really I'm going to have to look it up. It's National Geographic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Shout out National Geographic. I'll look it up for you. But, (laughs) like, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. But we're talking about reverse. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Animals that had legs and then their legs, like a skink's leg, you might say, got Mm -hmm. smaller and smaller and more and more useless. Yep. Till all of a sudden they were like, we're not snakes, so we best be getting in the water. Yes. Nuts. Basically. Wild. So in the big picture of mammalian evolution. Yes. Sea cows are members of this group called penungulants. Penungulants. Yes. It's P-A-E in ungulates. Okay. Sea cows. (laughs) Ungulates cows. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, they're a member of of a group that also encompasses, like we've talked about already, hyraxes, elephants, and then a bunch of extinct branches, Got like it. this double-horned branch and some other crazy stuff. Are mammoths in there? I don't think so. But they're so closely related to elephants. We'll, we'll do a special <laughs> mammoth episode, maybe oh, God. on 
April Fool's next year. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but the earliest members of Penungulans first appeared in Africa about 66 million years ago. Okay. 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 Except for manatees. The earliest of today's manatees and dugongs were found in Jamaica. Okay. But that was pretty confusing to paleontologists because they were like, why all these things evolving separately in Africa and also in Jamaica? What's going on here? They knew there had to be some sort of a missing link, mm-hmm. right? Right. But they didn't know what that link was or how those species who were so closely related had dispersed so very far across. Right. When they they can't swim through salt water, right? They're not ocean going no. animals. No. So they were like, "What the hell is going on here?" Yes. So, um, in 2013, this paleontologist Julian Benoit. And his colleagues were digging around in Tunisia, and they found a skull fragment that helps to fill in this missing piece. Okay. So it was a skull bone um, from this still not named member of the, what is, how do I pronounce it? Penungulant family. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Benoit and his colleagues are calling Chambi the sea cow. Okay. Okay. It's 50 million years old. So it's just as old as the oldest fossil of a penungulant that was found in Jamaica, uh-huh. which was previously regarded as the oldest proto-manatee. Okay. So the scientists concluded that if Ch- the Chambi the sea cow and this uh, other specimen that was found in Jamaica are right. roughly the same age, then there must have been an earlier dispersal event right? during which legged manatees made their way across the Atlantic. Did they get on a boat? Well, no, this was when <laughs> the uh, continents were closer together, I think. Got it. Yeah. Right, and we had more straits. Yes. Such as the Bering Strait, exactly. not necessarily specifically the Bering yeah, Strait. Yeah, exactly, but exactly. more... There were more conne- land bridges, land bridges and, and connections. Mm-hmm. I think it would be funnier if they actually just, like got on a raft together they were and like, like paddled their way yeah or look. they rode like a really big wave <laughs> <laughs> they were surfer yeah there was a tsunami so like that i don't okay. know why when you said like dispersing event the very first thing sure. i thought of was that a bunch of them were just carried away on a really big tidal wave <laughs> i mean honestly i now want to see the movie moana redone about manatees oh yeah right yeah. yeah. Well, fun fact, my mom is writing a book, of course, um, and it is about a mermaid princess oh. from the Philippines, and her best friend is a, a dugong. Nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's very. I That's her sidekick. There is sure. a manatee in, I think, there, yeah, in Little Mermaid 2, I want to say. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Why not? Well, sure. Why not? They must have gone traveling. There was a dispersal event. <laughs> Well, he's the sidekick of the villain. Oh. Oh. But he's very nice. He's oh, okay. kind of a bumbling, like... Oh, okay. You know, not a flotsam and jetsam. Oh, okay. All right. Not an evil, conniving, no. slytherin type character. No. Okay, cool. More, more of a Hufflepuff. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, Hufflepuffs. So I love rude. <laughs> love Slytherin, too. Uh, so, yeah. So, they're, they're basically saying that the path that manatees followed to get where they are now yes. is actually pretty similar to the path that whales followed. Okay. Because their whales were also at a point in time 
legged land mammals <laughs> that just decided peace out. Yeah, I'm gonna go back stuck. into the water and get I'm away from be all a these primo predators species. in the exactly. Well, manatees aren't trying to be predators, but whales yeah. are. Yeah. So, well, whales probably first entered the water in what's now Pakistan and India. Other forms of penungulates and etc. were able to disperse across oceans before they even lost their hindlands, and so that's how we have similar species near the shores of North America and Africa. Nice. What? Which I was so glad to find this information because I was wondering when I was seeing these three species that were all on different continents and that were very similarly related species. And I was right. like, how did this happen? Because there's so many different ways. Because they're not migratory animals. Right. No, they stay in their estuaries and right. their streams. Because they're their... freshwater animals. Well, they're not freshwater. This is another interesting bit of information that we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, let me zoom down. I was going to talk about what food they eat first, but let's talk about the fact that they are not exclusively freshwater animals. They actually, well, American and West African manatees spend their lives on the cusp between salt and freshwater. So they're able to maintain the correct balance in their bodies through an internal regulation system Mm -hmm. that works with the kidney to make sure that salt concentrations are never too high. Because, folks, that's what your kidneys do. You need your kidneys to stay healthy. Please don't ruin them. Don't sell them. Oh, (laughs) or ruin them. Yes. Yeah. Take good care of them. Don't sell them on the black market. (laughs) Even if you do get $50,000, it's probably not worth it. It's definitely not worth it. It is believed that West Indian manatees require some access to fresh water in order, and West Indian, of course, and American or Floridian manatees are all the same thing. Right. Um, So in order to stay hydrated, but they're easily able to move between the two ecosystems. So the the animal that that most closely reminded me of is bull sharks mm-hmm. who can, who can swim in the ocean, right. But also can swim and do just fine in streams. And they find them in weirdly in very strange places in streams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it gets hard for us because we're so used to being like, Oh, freshwater versus saltwater animals. Right. But the reality is that they all are adapted like to be able to handle different salt levels. Yes. They, certainly you couldn't put a goldfish in the ocean and expect it to survive. <laughs> right. But, like, manatees live in areas where, like, a river is not exclusively fresh water. Right. Like, right. All, all other than lakes, you know, um, which actually kind of lakes, too. Like, they all get their water from somewhere. Um, and yes. most of them get their water from the ocean. Right. So, they're, like, the salt content will dilute, but their systems have to be able to adjust as they swim downstream upstream like they got to be able to know what's up yeah yeah totally. humans are like that too but like don't go drinking salt water don't go drinking waterfalls because <laughs> that's just gross <laughs> <laughs> exactly so let's go back to their food yes and their other habits other than salts yes yeah other than salt yes. they also eat plants Salty plants. A lot of plants. Very salty plants. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the sea cow is is aptly named. They graze. They do. They literally do. Yes. Yeah. Like all the time. Exact. That's what they spend their it life It takes doing. a lot of energy. I mean, we talked about this with sloths. We yep. talked about this with a lot with, with yep. oxen. I'm sure we did. We got there with the yep. bison too. That they are huge animals. Yeah. 
it takes a lot to get to keep moving all the time because they have to swim totally. all the time. They're going, going, going. Yeah, they use up so much energy. And so you have to eat constantly. Yep. Like if I didn't sleep, I would eat. Yes. Constantly. <laughs> yes. That would be the problem. <laughs> right. That's how people like my mom that work graveyard, like they have to snack. Yeah. All the time. You just got to graze. Yeah. Got to get a grave graze box subscription. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. So an interesting thing about how they're better able to graze is that they have these little hairs mm-hmm. over um, all of their, over their lips and like their face. And yeah. those are, oh, and their lips, by the way, are prehensile. Yep. Which yep. is so, mm-hmm. yeah. So they can move them around and like grasp things with them. It's like having a prehensile mm-hmm. um, fingers or a tail. Tongue. Yeah. Or a tongue. That like you a can, giraffe. Like a wrap around. Things. I'm a giraffe. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got a lot of vine references, okay? <laughs> We're bringing it today. Got to use them somewhere. <laughs> Obviously. So those are called vibr- vibrisae. Vibrisae. The hairs. The hairs. The little the hairs. whiskers. Because they vibrate. Oh, yeah. Duh. They're like oh. using little echolocation, like little mini. <laughs> little, little tiny. Mini. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of like cat whiskers. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. For. Sensing things. Yeah, exactly. And that helps them discriminate between, like, what is rock and what is plant. Yeah. And what can I eat? Don't bother trying to put a rock in your mouth. Right. Then they know that they wouldn't do that because yeah. that'd be dumb. Or, like, they what's dumb. alive? Like, right. what's an animal? Yeah, they don't want to eat other animals. Gross. You. It moves in my mouth. Yeah. No. <laughs> Only plants. Yes. No. So, compared with the fish and the krill eaten by other marine mammals, most aquatic plants are really low in energy value and protein, which is why they have to eat so much. So, so much. Yeah. So, they eat large amounts of, of this bulky, low-energy food. Um, and in order to handle all that, they are hindgut digesters mm-hmm. like horses are. Yes. I, or cows. Yeah. Or cows. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or literally like any grazing herd animal. Yeah. That, right? They have to because... They're eating stuff that is not particularly easy to digest. Yes. It's like, sorry, love y'all vegetarians. Live your life. Do your thing. That's a lot but of fiber. Like, you got to break down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we as humans have, we have science and, yeah. and supplements and things to help us digest right. diets that are harder. But like they just, they, their bodies were like, we got to do it. We got to figure it out. This yep. is what we're eating. Yep. So they have cool, like multi-chambered stomachs. They're and so, like, so adaptable. I love it. Crazy. So awesome. So they eat almost half of the day. Yeah. And they eat 10% of their body weight in plant mass every day. Yeah, that seems right. Not nuts. They, they yeah. bet they poop a lot too. Oh, I'm sure they just leave a stream <laughs> of poop. And you know, they're eating a lot of plants, right? Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I didn't, <laughs> you know, we talked about, we talked about dolphin nipples when we got into dolphins. Yes. But like, now that I think about it, like, mm-hmm. do marine mammals poop like fish? Where it's like, a long string that just kind of like eventually detaches and like goes. I mean, I think it depends on what they're eating. Probably. I mean, when you think about it, all animals, like technically you poop like one piece and it just breaks off. Like as your, um, as your intestines kink, as like, if you're in a weird position, like as your muscles cinch, that's what happens. And like, so we think of poop as like, if healthy poop should be like, pieces but like actually no yeah should be like one long piece but also like if you have ever walked through a cow field and you have seen cow patties they're it's like liquid it's liquid oh oh my god if you've ever worked with cows yes 
uh, and we like, you know, we were just trying to get them through to do um, microchips on a bunch of cows, which uh-huh. is a whole, yeah, it's a whole experience. It sounds like a friend. thing. It's not oh my fun. Gosh. So they're like in a row and they, I mean, like horses too, but yeah. the thing about horse poop is that it usually comes out like dry. Like it's kind of like piles. Right. Of, like it's literally piles of what they ate. Like what are they even digest? What are they getting right. from this? It's just piles of grass, like compacted into yeah. poop pieces. Yeah. And like hay. But and like with cows, it's almost exclusively like runny. The liquid. And it goes all over the back Ugh. of their, oh, no. like all over the back and all over their tails. So like, thank God manatees live in the water. Right. Because then they're just like clean as soon yes. as they poop. Yes. They are much cleaner animals. They, I they like get to, to be like our dogs where like they poop and then they're like speedy away. That's yeah. when they go 15 miles yeah. an hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to get away like, from the poop. Not me. That was me. <laughs> I'm going to be grazing. I and so I don't want to graze on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't stop to let you pick up that poop. <laughs> that wasn't me. Gross. Right? Uh, it's so hard to get our dogs to go back to. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, good grief. So social lives of manatees. Yeah, let's, they're let's not. Right they're not herded. This, they are not. Despite being yep. a lot like cows in other ways. Yep. They are not herded. They're not. Mm-mm. They're not social animals. No, they're usually on their own or in pairs or with their babies. Yep, with their babies. Um, sometimes they are seen in groups of a half dozen, like a small group. Yeah, just like, like friends. Yeah, a little group of friends. They like just bros or like family that just decided it was like too much work to spread out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. They're like they're whatever. Like, eh, there's a lot of food here. I guess we can all share. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're ladies who lunch. Yeah. Here's you to know. the ladies who lunch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and usually from above the water surface, all you can see of them is their nose and their nostrils. Yeah, like a hippo. Yeah, exa- exactly. Or like a crocodile. Yep. <laughs> yep. And they they will surface to breathe while swimming every, like, three or four minutes. That's pretty extensive. Yeah, they can remain submerged up to 15 minutes. Like, if they have to. If they have to, but yeah. in general, just day-to-day. They're, they're like, meh. Yeah, yeah. They seem pretty blasé about everything. and, and They're so blasé. Same girl, same. Right? I, I, I know. feel I am a manatee. Yeah. But I am. I think you am. <laughs> I think I am. Yeah. I think I is. You am what you am. <laughs> and what you am is a manatee. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't make fun of me, okay? <laughs> All right. Let's get a little sadder and talk about conservation status, but not too sad. Are you sure? Because yes. earlier you referenced that already we had lost several species, and that seems pretty sad. Yes, but we know better now. Okay. Okay. Do we? Yeah. Well, uh. I mean... Manatees are cute and they're neat. And That's so true. People have it is actually easier. been working yeah. to save the manatees. Yes. It's it's been a pretty successful campaign. Good. Thank God. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, we can't get cocky. I mean, I adopted a manatee in third grade, see? so there you go. You did it. You saved the man wait, what year was that? In third grade? Mm-hmm. How old are you supposed to be in third grade? Like uh, eight? nine? Eight, nine. Eight or nine? Probably like 2003, 2004. Oh, damn. You didn't save the manatees. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, Yeah. So rude. You should have worked harder. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so they are in decline. Their numbers are in decline. They're vulnerable because they're usually in shore or near shore waters. Right. right? Where they're we're dumping accessible. stuff. Yep. Absolutely. Where we fish. Mm-hmm. Where net fishing happens. Yeah. And that's a huge problem for them is getting tangled in nets. Motorboats, because mm-hmm. if you in Florida, yep, they yep. motorboats everywhere. 
Absolutely. That was the big focus when I adopted my manatee. Mm -hmm. Like that's what we really learned about was mostly the motorboats and how much damage it can do to them. It's the big one. According to Florida Today, uh, 361 of Florida's manatees died in 2014. And out of those 360, 19% came from exclusively watercraft and motorboats. Yeah. 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 Not rowboats, motorboats. Motorboats, yeah. Rowboats you'd have to, probably you'd have to be pretty hardcore. You'd have to be intentional with yeah. rowboats, right? Which hopefully you're not. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah. Uh, they were also hunted for their hides, their oil, their bones. They were affected. They still are affected by red tides, um, and they become entangled in fishing nets. But the good news is that in 2016 and 2017. Um, the U.S. government decided that due to better protections Mm -hmm. that have been put in place, better laws, uh, significant improvements in manatees' populations and habitats in the U.S. specifically, and reductions to direct threats, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service announced that the American manatee was going to be downlisted from endangered Mm -hmm. to threatened status under the Endangered Species Act. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Could be better. I mean, it doesn't mean that we have to, like, totally forget about the manatees. Right. Still save the manatees. Right. But I mean, we should it's never, working. We should never forget. I mean, because a lot of the times, like, big issues that we're having is, like, us polluting. And yeah. it's not just the manatees we're trying to save. Like, right. don't pollute. Right. <laughs> right. Like, don't pollute whole don't large throw corporations garbage. accountable. Don't throw garbage in the ocean. <laughs> no. Pick up your trash when you go to the garbage. Like, and protest to make large I never understood that. Too. Like, I know I'm bad about some things, you know. Right? Like, I, I lead not things a waste don't just life. disappear when you throw it in the ocean. Well, I've never, I would never do that. Exactly. Like, I understand. Exactly. I think most of the time it's people leaving their trash on the beach and eventually right. it will make it to the water. Right. But, like, I still don't, un- like, did your mothers not teach you how to clean up after yourself? Or your fathers or your whatevers. Yeah. Like, yeah. did your guardian, did the person who taught you how yes. to live, yes. like, not teach you? Obviously, you did not have a manatee guardian. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know. Yeah, but looking a little bit better. Well, hopefully we'll keep that up. Yeah, we we do a lot better on this podcast with ending, like ending that section on an optimistic note. I know. Versus the conservation and ecology teacher I had in college who used to end every single lecture with, so basically, the world is going to end, but at least I'll be dead already. You guys will probably still be alive, though. Like, no matter what we do, we've just Oof, done enough destruction duh. already. I mean, that, I, I that like, is an argument British I have professor, heard, but also... I like you, yikes. but also you suck. <laughs> so scary. No, no, thank you. But, I mean, like, true, though, we definitely have to take 100%. immediate action on these things. 100%. Write your senators and representatives. <laughs> okay we are so. not a political podcast <laughs> but we almost always we are talk a little bit about being kind to mother earth a pro-earth podcast absolutely that, i don't even feel like that's politics that's just like we live here basics. and i don't want to die in a fire yeah. explosion also we love the animals that live on this planet and i they, don't want them to die in a fire no explosion. please no they don't deserve it so we did it to ourselves we kind of do <laughs> right like a little bit a little bit i don't no personally <laughs> no way just like maybe, you know. I maybe do a little bit. That's okay. That's all right. We have different different bit. ways of self-deprecation. <laughs> so the word manatee, yes. this is the, the bit I was trying to tell you earlier. Yes. Like way earlier. Oh. But you got excited. <laughs> when I sang my song. Yeah. 
It comes from a Carib word that that is manti, which mm-hmm. means breast or udder. Do they just look like a giant? Breast? I don't know, man. I was very confused about this. I'm I'm hoping maybe it refers to their tail. Maybe. But also maybe they just look like really saggy old boobs. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Like elephant boobs. Like no. saggy old elephant boobs. Like, now I'm going to have to Google elephant boobs. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hashtag elephant boobs. No, we're not even talking about elephants today. <laughs> Why? Why uh, manatees the boobs of the animal world? I know. I don't even know. Okay, some other interesting stuff, though. Like yeah. elephants, their teeth do not fall out at any point in their... Wait, no. They do fall out, and they continually replace them. They're the opposite of us. Oh. So, like, we, we have our permanent adult teeth. Right, right. Once but our baby teeth grow out. Yes. Like dogs, cats, we all do. Exactly. When they're gone, they're gone. Yep, but no. Nope. toothless bitch now. They, cr- they totally just have new teeth growing at the back of their mouth all the time. Why? I don't know. <laughs> and now I have to find out if, like, other grazing mammals have this. Well, I know that, like, rabbits have that. Well, they have growing teeth growing teeth yeah but not like like replacing yeah yeah that's what's got me yeah like, their teeth grow and then they just fight like yeah. grind them down but like when you're in the water nothing you're chewing on is like is if grinding. you're just eating plants it's well all it soft, would be soft. grinding because they're grinding the teeth against, against each, each other. other true yeah but it, but which that's how elephants would do it too whoa yeah Wow. Nutty, I huh? didn't know this fact exists. Like, I didn't know there were animals out there that were just constantly right bringing in new teeth. Yes. That's kind of creepy. Kind of creepy. I, teeth are weird. Snail teeth. God, no. Yeah. God, no. Tweezer teeth. No. <laughs> now we just have constantly regenerating teeth. Mm. Yeah. I don't it's like a little this. weird. It's a little <laughs> I weird. I don't like this. All right. Well, I think you'll like this a little bit better. So you know how we talked about some of the myths and legends about mermaids? Right. <laughs> being kind of perhaps inspired by sightings, drunken sightings. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so Hallucinating sightings. Yeah. So according to a ship log dated January 9th, 1493, Christopher Columbus himself said that on the previous day, this would have been January 8th, 1493. Yes. He distinctly saw three mermaids, which rose, and this is a direct quote, which rose well out of the sea, but they were not so beautiful as they were said to be. And their faces had some masculine traits. 100% manatees. 100% manatees. Because, like, if he'd seen yeah. dolphins, he would have known that that was a dolphin. Yeah, he would have been like, oh, looks like a dolphin. Yeah, and, like, also, they are very graceful and yes. beautiful creatures. Yes. But. No. <laughs> you straight no. up think. Right. Do you see? He said mermaid. Mermaid. Straight up said mermaid. Look, Christopher Columbus. A maiden of the sea. <laughs> maiden of the sea. Manatee. Yeah. Yep. So. And that he wasn't the only one like that like, sort of connection that has been around forever. hundred percent. Yep. Like yep. I, I think that manatees, like when girls are like, oh my God, I want to be a mermaid. I'm like, I am a mermaid. <laughs> I am a manatee. <laughs> <laughs> so now we need to get all of that cool like merchandise that says things like what live in that mermaid life or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And mermaid goals. Yes. And just remake it all. I mean, manatees. yes, still mermaid goals, but the picture of the mermaid is a manatee. Is a manatee. And it's not like a manatee as a mermaid. No, it's a it's real just a manatee. manatee. 
Zara, if you're hey, listening Zara. to this, can you draw us a manatee? Please. We need merch. Thank, Thank you. you. Also, I just need it. Uh, actually, though, I do want a manatee with hair and just a little, like, the little puckered lips. And, and maybe, like, a bikini top. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Zara. <laughs> uh, if you don't know who Zara is, she's the one who does the amazing paintings and illustrations that we have on our uh, logo with the basil logo. And on some of our Redbubble merch. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely right. We do have some Redbubble merch that has come out just with straight photographs of our animals mm-hmm. because we're in the process of um, commissioning more art from Zara, which, you know, we're not putting the pressure on her. She's got a lot of other commissions that she's working on. So that's why for now we have some Mm -hmm. designs that feature just photos because we wanted to include all of our critters. Yeah. Um, But the goal is to eventually we'll have lots of different drawn, artistic, beautiful. So you guys, Karina tried. I tried. And you I, did honestly, a I'm like, I'm pretty proud effort. of my little Darwin. Yeah. Like half traced and then like drawn over because yeah. like everyone's got to start somewhere. Um, but, but I can't paint it. I can't figure out how to get color in there. Yeah. So that's not my skill. So yeah. I did send that to Zara and I said, if you want to use this as a base. Awesome. That'd be chill. So yeah, if you are interested in seeing what we're talking about, go check out any of our social media where we have links to our Redbubble. Yeah. Um, or and you can also, just hop on Redbubble and search CritterCast. Yep. We're the only CritterCast on there. You'll yeah. see our merch pop right up. Yep. And you can find Zara's work by looking for Art by Zara. Mm-hmm. Artbyzara.com. Yep. And Artbyzara at gmail.com. And Artbyzara on Facebook and Instagram. She does amazing commissions if you have a beloved animal she yeah specifically focuses on pet portraits and she does them in a bunch of different media so or she does if you need a manatee mermaid yeah and she could she can sketch or paint yeah or digitally art or oil color or Amazing all of the things so cool um any animal yep she specializes in pets but any animal yeah she does a stunning job you send her an inspiration photo and she's gonna do it for you it's amazing so great well, that's basically all that I had info-wise. Good, because our timer is going to go off in one minute. Oh, my gosh. I, I did so good. Look at us. Perfect timing. I'm so really I will cancel myself. it so that the obnoxious ring will not ring. But this is the time where we wrap up the episode. So today we have talked about manatees. We have discussed, you know, we should end a, we should add a wrap-up song to the end of our, uh, yes. <laughs> the end of all of our episodes. Yeah. Where we just like casually strum guitar chords in the background for no reason. And sing about manatees. We don't have to sing. You could just like speak it, you know, in, in uh, lyric. Oh, do it. I don't know. This is an idea. Like for the, the William Shatner type of speaking. Well, just like, about um, like manatees. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyway, we talked about manatees this episode. Yeah, we did. The sea cows, the elephants of the sea. The hyraxes. Actually river because they don't really live in the sea, right. but they also don't exclusively live in the freshwater. Accurate. All the most blase of animals. Yep. Don't really care. They eat a lot. They poop a lot. They swim a lot. Hashtag manatee goals. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> live in that manatee life. Oh, from yeah. From now on. Oh, Forget yeah. leave sloths behind. Manatees 2019. All day, every day. I love. I still love you, sloths. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're basically water sloths. Yes. Yeah. If you want more CritterCast, you can always find us on all of our social medias. We are on Instagram at CritterCast Podcast. We are on Twitter at Cast Critter. We are on Facebook as CritterCast. We are on our website, CritterCastPodcast.com. You can email us. 
CritterCastPodcast at gmail.com. Oh, hey, Karina. Yes. Did you know that we have a Patreon page? I did know that we have a Patreon oh page. Gosh. Um, and you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash CritterCast as well. Please do. Go find us. If you are enjoying our podcast, if mm-hmm. you like listening, why don't you drop us a line? Let us know what you're enjoying. Let us know what animals you want to hear about. But also, if you could tell a friend or a family member or leave us a review, that would be great. All of those things really help other people who are out there looking for that particular humorous, a little bit raunchy podcast about animals from to where we talk about poop like a lot women exactly <laughs> that it helps us find and, you know if you're one of those people that's just not super into talking to people um uh, be like our awesome listener lisa and grab a shirt off our red bubble and just wear it and just wear people it people will if if they don't want to talk to you and you don't want to talk to them they'll just look right. at it and they'll feel like they need to google and our website will pop up also you will get so many compliments because let me tell you lisa looked amazing it's a great shirt isn't it's it? a great shirt does it look a lot like the shirts we got even though yes. it's from a different supplier better quality better quality it's good nice. quality i'm yeah. glad yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. the, the shirts we bought were just from vistaprint which is a bulk like not known for high quality, but like great prices. Yeah, and we just wanted to prices. check out the design. Um, and it they I like ours, but like yeah. it's, it's a thinner t shirt for yeah. sure. I would never wear it without a no, 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 without a tank top. Because the red bubble without stuff, a tank top. Yes, nice. The red bubble stuff. It is nice quality. I'll be hopping on red bubble. Get myself a shirt. Oh, we're sure. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so you can check us out on all those places online. And like we said earlier in the episode, if you want to see us in person, we will be at the NorCal Reptile Expo on May 18th and 19th. That's Saturday and Sunday. That's right. At the Alameda County Fairgrounds in Pleasanton, California. Yep. We will be there all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And we will have some of our resident critters with us. So you'll get to meet the ever-famous Basil, the Mm -hmm. face of our podcast. Uh, We also intend to bring Cornelius, our wonderful corn snake, who was the the feature of one of our most popular episodes, for sure. That was a great episode. Uh, We also do plan to bring our newest member, Speed Racer, the Blue Tongue Skink. Speed Racer. Uh, Ichabod, the Kenyan Sandboa. Yes. And most likely Tinkerbell, the sausage dog. Tinkerbell might be a manatee. <laughs> she might be the manatee of the dog world. Yes. Just like the singular dog yeah. manatee. So come hang out with us. Learn more about reptiles. Wear an awesome shirt. Maybe pick up yourself your own critter for your own critter yeah. cast crew. Yeah. We and will you not be bringing home any members. Questions. No, we are, <laughs> we are done <laughs> for now. Yes. For now. But if you have questions, if you're like, oh, yeah, I want to go check out that reptile expo. Hey, mm-hmm. guess what? Hit us up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're an open books here. We're an open <laughs> podcast. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I think that's it for us for this week. I think we're signing off. All right. Well, see you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. Barbara Manatee. Manatee. You are the one for me. One for me. One for me. Then from up above. Up above. You are.